0: Escape from Plan A. Hey,
1: O-X, 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 O-X. Escape, escape Escape From Plan A
2: Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Escape from Plan A, and we are What's right up ahead of us is the most full contact sporting entertainment event of the year, by which I mean the Iowa caucuses. And that, I actually thought it was on Tuesday, uh, February 4th, but it's actually on Monday. So yeah, that's like a, thank God I'm not a campaign manager, right? Tomorrow. Yeah, it's tomorrow. Yeah. And uh, so I have with me, Teen. What's up, Teen? Hey, how's it going? And Trevor from Champagne Sharks. Hey, how's it going? And Fan from a pod of most resistance. Hey, Fan.
1: Hi, everyone.
2: Yeah, So this pod, we'll just talk about the you know, the upcoming primary season. And like we haven't talked too much about politics, right, guys, in terms of electoral politics. I, mean, I think we've done a couple episodes about Andrew Yang, but I don't think we've, like, have we done any?
0: About Bernie? Or like any, any candidate? Uh, not really. I yeah. don't think so. Yeah, We don't and, really directly talk about politics very much, to be
2: Yeah, and, and one of the reasons I want to stay out just was because after 2016, I kind of just went into, you know, what the fuck do I know mode, so I just wanted to stay out of it. But, you know, with the, with the caucuses coming up, I do think we should say something. But before we get to it, uh, Trevor and Fan, I want you guys to introduce yourselves. I'm sure our listeners know who you are, but in case they don't. Uh, so, Trevor, why don't we start with you? hey how's it going it's
3: trevor uh you can find me at uh, Champagne sharks podcast if you just search it uh you'll find it you go to patreon.com forward slash Champagne sharks and we just talk about race pop culture politics and i'm not even sure how to even describe the show but it uh it probably leans heavy into psychology but uh it's more interesting and fun than uh that sounds <laughs> Yeah, so I think,
0: I think Escape from Plan A was probably pretty heavily influenced by Champagne Sharks and the, and the kind of uh, angle you take on a lot of things. So, if, I think if you enjoy our pod, you would really enjoy Champagne Sharks. Yeah, yeah that's I, a great I, way to I'm not it. just
2: saying this. Champagne Sharks was the first podcast I ever started listening to. Because before that, I, before we started our podcast, I wasn't listening to any podcasts. And somehow we stumbled upon yours. And, you know, it was the first one I really started listening to. Thank it's you. It's a
0: very different kind of race discourse, very different style that I had not heard before. So, I uh, uh, recommend it. Yeah. Uh, and Fan, why don't you tell us a bit about yourself?
1: Sure. So, I'm Fan. Um, I have my own show called Pod of Most Resistance. And it doesn't have a focus. Um, it just develops as it goes. And I ended up focusing primarily on the um, Democratic primary during the first season. So, it, it would be a good follow-up, I think, to this episode. Um, and you can find um, more info at podofmostresistance.com.
2: Yeah, and for our listeners, if you want to check out the episode Fan was on, it's episode 117, titled Andrew Yang, Shane Gillis, and the Politics of Appeasement. So Fan is a returning guest, as is Trevor. Always a pleasure to have you guys on. Always a pleasure to be here.
1: Yeah,
2: great. Iowa caucuses up tomorrow. This is a Sunday with the Super Bowl coming up. uh, But more importantly, the first major contest in the Democratic primary. So. As I said, like, okay, this is first of all, this is not an endorsement of anything. Plan A doesn't in, in you know, it's, it's but self-indulgent to think, you know, our endorsement of hmm. anybody matters. Yeah. This is more of our personal takes. Uh, just the people on the pod, uh people at Plan A have very differing opinions, so we don't want to speak for the for the whole magazine and podcast. Uh, but for me, I I think the, the events in the last few weeks have put me very firmly in the Bernie camp, just cause I've seen the bullshit that has quickly arisen I think as everyone in the you know whether you're in the media or political establishment have realized he's not going anywhere and all their attempts to stop him have failed miserably and you know starting with the Elizabeth Warren uh, you know the, the whole woman can't win the White House bullshit to the latest thing which I mean one of the reasons I wanted to do this part so late is that y- you knew there was going to be some shenanigans until right up till the actual event and we saw them not releasing the Iowa poll because he's almost certainly up on that poll. So, uh, yeah, so let's let's start from there. Um, I think a useful place to start is just where have we come in, like, the last few years to a decade in just our political beliefs? So, uh, teen, why, why don't we start with you? Like, who are you supporting, and what has your journey been?
0: Um, I guess, like, my f- when I first started getting involved online with, like, Asian discourse for the first time, uh, I actually put together a fundraiser for Hillary, and I had thought uh, cl- cl- I thought a lot about why Hillary over Bernie, and it's because I didn't trust Bernie on immigration and race, and I still don't. Um, I didn't really support Hillary's overall politics, but I felt she was p- the most trustworthy on not being a xenophobe, and that's like an issue that I care a lot about. Um, but now that she... It's shown that she can't win, Uh, and I think that people are blaming her as a candidate and as a human being, (laughs) but I think it's her ideology, which is the same reason Trump won. They think they want to blame Trump, the human being, but he represents an ideology that's winning, and so if they want to run up the middle again with another Hillary-like candidate, which I see in uh, Biden, obviously, then it's not going to work. Because it's not Hillary the candidate that failed. It's Hillary the ideology that failed. So I'm going with Sanders because um, I think that's the only – that's where we're just heading. I mean, we're just heading that direction. So just better do it now than before we we suffer any more shit under Trump.
2: Uh, Atino, before
0: 2016, like the last few elections, like who did you support? I've always been just a sort of mainline Democrat. I mean, I've always just – been like democrat i I didn't really think about it i was like if the democrat puts up a good candidate i support them because for a long time they were they made life easy for immigrants and they made life easy for um not thinking about race very much which is not something i particularly like thinking about and 2015 2016 kind of changed the entire paradigm and i was like shit i gotta think about this stuff now so Uh, what about you fan
1: uh i'm like hardline bernie like uh two thousand sixteen I voted for him over Hillary. Not you know, I didn't really know that much about the politics back then, but it's he I liked him as a candidate um and his politics. So I guess that's kind of where I differ from teen. Like I like Bernie as a person and um I I trust him on immigration, but I mean that's I think that's just based on how much we're willing to believe like Bernie's promises on immigration.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, fan! I got a question for you. Like, who did you support in two thousand and eight?
1: Um, I don't think I was old enough to vote. Oh, really? No, I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> or like,
2: just like, did you pay attention at all?
1: Um, yeah, a little. I mean, I would have voted for Obama. So
2: I see. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what about
3: you, Trevor? For a while, I think I was just a mainline Democrat, but not in any particular, not in any particular invested way. I think it was just like received wisdom. So I don't think. I was, uh, I mean, I thought I was kind of uh, passionate about being a mainline Democrat, but it was more like just rooting for, like, a sports team because they're from your town, you know, where you do with a lot of energy, but I can't really say it was any, like, real um, hardcore uh, ideology. It was more like, you know, about, like, uh, bush bashing and stuff like that and repeating what was on the media. And then um, I went through a phase where, I was conservative, but I was conservative in the sense of it was during that time of like compassionate conservatism. And I think it was kind of a way to um, this idea that you can kind of uh, I guess conservatism was like kind of like a I think a lot of people fall into this trap even now of this kind of thing where um, conservatism is kind of like a tough love kind of thing where um, if you can this idea that. If everyone is just, um, believes they can do something and works hard and does better bootstraps, do whatever, you know, this kind of, cause I think there's something like enticingly seductive about that, this idea that, uh, you have an internal locus of control when it comes to, when it comes to your lot in life. So there was something kind of appealing about that. The idea that, um, it's not that conservatives are, uh, as a whole are or the philosophy is uh, inherently racist even though there are racist conservatives but it's more that conservatives just uh, believe in pure meritocracy and all you have to do is just uh, work extra hard and stuff like that but then after obama won it i think everyone would kind of full mask off and then i was kind of like uh wow okay Everyone just racist it was just uh it was was just it was just talk like you know i think people forget how badly
0: they treated obama i think oh i remember oh yeah yeah but i think they're starting to kind of you know because they're showing like how michelle is like friendly with george with george w i I
2: blame obama for because he's been so weak since the trump election and i mean i'll get to it when i talk about my whole like evolution but uh, he's just been so, just a non-entity. I think and all I he think... wants
3: to do is be an influencer. I think that's all he wants to be now.
2: Yeah, that's an interesting theory, Trevor. You should talk about that uh, a bit later, but yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah. So so it was it was like, I started realizing, okay, they were just saying this because they never thought they'd actually have to put their money where their mouth is. But, you know, once Obama won, people were just being like full, like mask off uh, racist and stuff. So then uh, that just uh, kind of changed everything because I think one of the reasons why I kind of got into uh being conservative conservative was i liked that they were exposing a lot of the hypocrisy of um, liberals because i was uh kind of sick about how fake liberals were about their um uh fake love for minorities Wait, what, around
0: when was this when you started thinking this way about uh it was probably liberal hypocrisy
3: it was probably um around the second bush term and stuff where i started thinking about uh that because Liber- I think there was a string of conservatism and I think it still exists today where what they do is they kind of appeal to minorities by just pointing out how awful and shitty uh, liberals are about race and, yeah. uh, um, and the lower expectations that they have toward minorities and how they um, they think as lowly of minorities as anyone else they just have a paternalistic look instead of a idea of uh, annihilating other races so I think like because I never heard that type of criticism before and it was pretty uh, persuasive, especially because it was coming from black conservatives. Like I got it from uh, black conservatives. Like, it, uh I was like, wow, you know, liberals really are uh, holding black people back and stuff like that. And then it wasn't that I thought conservatives actually liked black people. I just thought that at least everybody has a shot, whereas uh, liberals kind of want to... Uh, I guess at the time, I thought it was like baby or um, keep uh, minorities down through benign neglect, you know? But then once uh, once uh, Obama won, because, you know, also too, like Bush had like Colin Powell and Condoleezza Ali. Rice. And yeah. at the time, that was kind of like cool to me because I'm looking at people like uh, Clinton who had like nobody really except for maybe like brennan jordan or something well he was
2: black so he didn't need any yeah exactly
3: he, he was he was the as uh mai said the uh first black president yeah it was tony morrison but oh is it tony morrison yeah okay yeah so that um uh, really kind of switched me over but being that i really didn't like liberals i'm like i'm not gonna go over to the liberal side either because i really don't like them so i think for a while like 2016 i was kind of not into anything. I wasn't liberal, I wasn't really conservative. I was like whoever makes the best case for black people, I'll be into.
2: And you thought that person was Bernie Sanders?
3: Uh yeah, because I think I don't know you got you to tell me if you bought into this, but I know a lot I know I used to just think okay, there's liberals and conservatives and that's it and this is binary. And then around the Bernie election was the first time I kind of really started thinking about all the different types of conservatives there are. Like, you know, paleoconservatives, uh, alt-right, whatever. And then on the left side, you have leftists versus liberals. So the whole leftist thing kind of appealed to me because they seem to be very um, much more racially sophisticated than uh, liberals. I mean, since then, I've kind of gotten disillusioned with that camp. Uh, yeah, we should talk about that yeah. later as well. But at the time, I still think Bernie is uh, the best, the best option, but... I'm not as sold on um, white leftists as before. I still think they're better than uh, white liberals, but not by like the margin I once uh, thought.
2: Yeah, as for me, like teen, I was a strong Hillary supporter in 2016, and really that was only because I was such a big fan of Barack Obama, and I thought Hillary was like the most consistent with preserving his legacy and furthering what he had accomplished. Because I remember uh, watching Obama at, like the the 04 convention. And that, that speech at the time meant a lot to me. I was like, I think I was like 16 at the time. And uh, in like 2008, I remember being such a strong Obama supporter. I, I despised Hillary Clinton uh, back then. You guys remember Harry Christian? Does that name ring a bell? No.
0: Harry Christian, no. Harriet no. Christian. Okay, so Harriet she was... Harriet Christian.
2: Harriet Christian. She was just this old white lady. Uh, fan, do you, does that name ring a bell? It's probably too much before your time.
1: <laughs> okay.
2: Was she the one that
3: started the Puma thing?
2: Well, she was... I'm sure she was a puma, but she was the, she like went on this tirade that was caught on camera where she uh talked about how Obama had it so easy because he was a, he was some black male and he was like she was like oh like you can call me white, but I can't call you black and it went viral and that pissed me off so much i i think when I heard it, I just slammed my uh headphones on the ground like this fucking bastard i think my brother saw me like yo calm down you know this is this doesn't mean anything <laughs> so I, I despised hillary in 08 and then but in like 2016 it seemed like she and obama had had become allies and it, like to be honest bernie and his whole talk of you know obama was a failure pissed me off because i had seen how despicable the republicans had been to him and it felt like he was inadvertently helping their cause by making saying that he didn't accomplish shit. Uh, so, you know, in twenty sixteen I was a big Hillary supporter. But since then there's just been a lot of change. I mean I, I mentioned it before. What the fuck is Obama doing these days? Like the only thing he's done is, is released
0: that best of twenty nineteen list. You yeah, that's all he does.
2: What the fuck is that? But you know what do you and, want him,
0: but what do you want him to do? Right. Well like I guess I mean he want everyone wants him to support their candidate right
2: but, I mean, but, he got to at least but, come but out and not, say something he hasn't said anything right besides about, about issues list.
3: in general like so someone like Jimmy Carter like Jimmy Carter is kind of like at least a statesman he, he, even if it's for charity like you know what I mean Jimmy like, Carter still alive yeah I think he's still alive okay. uh, but he's done like all this stuff I mean like I bet should would be a pretense of being a, a statesman but I mean if you look at to me at least either be a statesman or go away I feel like you should be the one or the other I don't think you're obligated to be involved but he just wants yeah. to just be a mover and a shaker and a player, which I think is worse than not being involved at all to me.
2: Right. And at the very least, you could have a best of list that's interesting. It wasn't interesting at all. It was just something you, sh- some shit you'd see on the Atlantic. And I would say that he copied their list, but I think their tastes are exactly the same, which is, which is like the problem. Right. But anyway,
3: that's. Yeah. It's like if you average like the three top. Um... Upper West Side Liberals favorite uh <laughs> list, like New York Times books book list, uh, The Atlantic and Fox. Uh, yeah, yeah, and just average them out. And then one like out of left field uh pick to look like a cool dad. He always has like one pick that is like the cool dad pick. Like uh I bet your kids didn't think I listened to this or read this. And then the other nine books would be just Oh, oh and, and the Oprah list. I feel like it's like even Oprah's more interesting. Oprah has some interesting things. Like the American Dirt one where it's like, holy shit, you really picked that one, you know?
2: Yeah, I mean, well, let, let's not get into that. That's a whole, like, yeah. <laughs> another episode to talk about. but Okay, so, all right, so this is happening. And when, like, the, you know, this field comes on, I was, you know, I always thought that if Elizabeth Warren ran in 2016, she would have won. I thought that was a big mistake on her part to, to have not run. So I was, like, kind of sympathetic to her. But another part of me was, you know what? On just pure principle of... Like, you know, when you fail, you got to give the other guy a chance. It was like, okay, you got to give Bernie a chance just out of, even if you don't particularly believe in his beliefs or ideology, just the fact that he came so close, there were a lot of pieces of evidence that suggest he might have won. And since you failed so miserably, you just got to, it's, it's kind of like his turn as, as bad as that that policy is. But as I said, in the last month or two, just seeing the whole total bullshit that's been heaped on him has made me more from, like, a passive supporter. And one of the reasons I was a passive supporter was, you know, because of people like Trevor and Fan who were with him in 2016. I didn't want to be some bandwagon ju- jumper, you know, so I was like, okay, uh, his, like, true believers are helping him. Uh, I'll just kind of stick in the background, but, man, like, should we get into the whole, like, Warren Rogan thing and, and all that
3: now? Uh, Yeah, for sure. I also want to say, I won't say I was a true believer in Bernie in 2016. I actually kind of Warm to him after he already was out of the after he already lost the um primary and wasn't the candidate so it was like after it was too late i kind of uh rediscovered what bernie was about uh because so much of how things went down between himself and hillary had left a bad taste in my mouth so i really liked them around then ironically enough after it was too late to even oh so you start
2: you start being a fan after he was he had conceded
3: uh yeah because I, I really didn't um understand the really the whole um left like I understood it in theory but I never really thought about it on the national level that there was uh someone who considered themselves like a leftist as opposed to or a socialist as opposed to a uh, garden variety liberal I, I just kind of thought everyone on the national ticket who was a democrat is probably varying degrees of the same thing Was that when you first started meeting
0: like white leftists, white socialists when you I think it was like you had been invited by your friends at Chapo to Chapo Trap House to
3: go talk about the aftermath of. Yeah, the... wasn't
2: that the first episode after Trump won?
3: Uh, yeah, it was the first episode after uh, Trump won. But it was honestly like the internet in general, like Twitter in general, because um, I feel like if you look at the mainstream media, there's not a lot of good representation of uh, varying political views. If you looked at the coverage of the first election, or that. 2016 election, they still kind of made it seem like a republic mainstream Republican versus mainstream Democrat uh, race. And it wasn't until I really started paying attention to Twitter because I, I feel like at the time, Twitter was a lot more fun. Like, just um, seeing all these varying opinions. That's when the alt right was really popular all over Twitter and stuff. And uh, I hate these, I hate saying this term, cause, but dirtbag left was like really popular. And you start seeing like, oh, wow, there's a lot of different nuance to this race uh even though by that time uh bernie was already out of it and stuff and and uh trump was pretty much uh on his way to becoming the, pres- the presumptive candidate it made following the election like way more interesting and um like we gotta we got to take it for granted but i remember when hillary's alt-right speech was really weird you know like like it was so out of left field was to- that a deplorable speech uh well no, Deplorables was like a leaked memo. Like, she never publicly said, hey, Deplorables. It was more like... I- no, she did. The basket of Deplorables, right? That was a real oh, speech oh, she oh, gave. Oh, oh, no, the basket of Deplorables was actually, I think... It was either leaked or she said it in a... Actually, maybe she did. I'm 100% said, certain. Fan, uh, do purpose? you remember? Yeah.
2: Teen, do you remember?
0: I know she said it. Um, she said... Fan, what was it? She said something like, some percent of his followers or whatever and the other are just deplorable
3: yeah basket of deplorables she said yeah. that in some press conference yeah, yeah yeah she definitely said it i guess i thought she said it and it got leaked but you're saying that she said it and it was deliberately meant to be heard
2: yeah but... i don't think it was like a romney like situation the yeah, whole um... yeah,
3: yeah yeah you're right it's a campaign it's a campaign speech that she gave on september 9 2016 at a fundraising event yeah so
2: but the all right speech might have been different i'm
3: not sure oh no i remember what it why i thought it was because this was a A fundraising event so it was to her um so it's kind of a mix of the both it it was a speech but it wasn't one that she kind of gave in a more neutral space she gave it at a fundraising speech yeah it was private yeah yeah so it was private at a a fundraising speech for donors and then it got spread to the rest of uh the mainstream media that she said this and then people got really um upset but the alt-right speech was an actual press conference where she um like this was during the campaign. Yeah, yeah, she had uh, a press conference, and she was explaining to America: "There's this thing called the alt right, and they uh, believe in Pepe. They believe in Pepe. They have Pepe and all this stuff, and Do they worship Pepe or something. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Basically, and it, like people forget how not mainstream this was before she gave that that speech. Like you know, she had to explain to America." Hey, it's not usual. And she did this thing that a lot of people got kinda of got upset about where she said, These aren't like your usual good Republicans like George Bush and these types. These are uh she's kind of, she did kind of the, the Aaron Aaron Sorkiness West Wing view of like the good Republican and like no, these are like the bad guys and a lot of people got mad at her for that.
2: Yeah, there's this weird thing they do which you know like 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 a 4chan poster, as, as despicable as they are, what's like the worst they've done? They've Tweeted horrible things versus like a George W. Bush or like Michael Gerson, who just uh, wrote something in the uh, Washington Post op-ed about how Trump and Bernie showed the decline of America. Michael Gerson was a head of some like Iraq war committee. He's the one who came up with the whole like the, the mushroom cloud thing with Iraq. These people are OK. But, uh, you know, if you tweet something bad or write something bad, unfortunately, you're you're worse than these people. It's just we can get uh, yeah, I think yeah, it. It yeah. ties yeah. to the Joe Rogan thing, which we'll get to later but it's a passing weird actual set of legislation
3: priorities. that like harms people. Yeah, it's a weird set of priorities they have.
0: Well, I I think that the liberals use them to strike fear um, in their base. And there's a bit of class condescension as well as a bit I mean if you're white, I think it's like don't don't be like these crazy white trash. And if you're not white, it's kind of like these people are the ones that are that are going to come out and, you know, commit violence and hate crimes and so I think I think they're useful for liberals to point to as a sort of, you know, villain that, I mean, they are deplorable in a sense, but I think there's an ulterior motive yeah. for sure.
2: Honestly, I always thought it was a bit unfair how Hillary got pilloried for saying "basket the deplorables when that was actually a very honest thing to say. Yeah. Like, one of you, honestly Well, I agreed with I didn't. Said, I yeah, wouldn't believe. People were like, oh, you shouldn't have said that. Yet, I'm in sure, her mind. She was like, what do you want me to do? You know, like, I'm finally honest and you crucify me and you know whatever but and
3: i think the problem was um not the right-wing people who were saying it because i think they were very disingenuous to say it but i think the people on the left are the ones who really uh, messed up by because there are of people on the left who are kind of going in on her like that like you know i think it was part of that residual michelle obama when they go low we go high thing man which, that is not aged well yeah no, just... yeah which has been proven not to work yeah, but I think it was
0: kind of that. and But the leftists still go – like, they, they go in on class like they will – like, they look at deplorables. Uh, um, to uh, be uh, clear.
3: When I say the left, I mean the liberals. I mean the general, like, liberals and oh, the Oh, I see. I see. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay, okay. I got you. Yeah.
2: All right. So uh, why don't we get into this Elizabeth Warren thing? I mean, this already feels like so long time ago. When did it actually happen? Maybe like three weeks ago. It already feels like ages. But uh, in case people don't know – uh, CNN published a story which uh, alleged that in a private conversation between just the two of them, right, there were no witnesses in the room, whatever. Uh, Warren claimed that Bernie said that no woman could win the White House. There was a whole uh, back and forth about it culminating in the CNN debate where uh, there was an infamous moment where they pretty much asked Elizabeth Warren, um how did you feel when uh, Bernie told you that a woman couldn't win right after he had denied saying it, right? Yeah mm-hmm. and, uh, and as I said, that was the moment where I was like, okay, this is just such bullshit. There had already been kinds of bullshit before, but they seemed more in line with what they'd usually done even back in 2016, where they just kind of don't mention him or they you know they like hide polls where he's doing well, but this was just so blatant. That at that point I was just like, okay, I'm I'm off the the lean, and I just I have to I feel like I have to support him now. Uh, so what would you guys feel about that? Like uh, fan, why don't we start with you? Like when you when that happened, what, what were your feelings?
1: Uh, just a lot of head shaking. Um, I'm glad I didn't really watch the 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 debate. I stopped watching them and just started looking at clips. Um, and I guess that was really the only clip that was that was worthy of like watching. It was, um. I don't know. I guess it was just kind of expected at this point. Um, and I feel like a lot of people are starting to see it now. And I, and I feel like people can see how disingenuous the mainstream media is really being toward Bernie Sanders at, at that moment. Because, you know, a lot of people use debates as their primary mode of information, uh, for voting. Um, they don't do any other like research. So I, you know, CNN thought they could get away with it, but, I you know Bernie has been really surging and it's in it, it primarily because of all the negative press coverage and I, for people who haven't been plugged in like during the primary season I think people are starting to notice it now and I guess it was a good thing that this happened so I mean we can only Yeah, yeah it worked
2: with me as yeah. I said I was <laughs> kind of like wishy-washy but as soon as this happened I was like oh fuck this you know and I'm sure I'm not the only one that uh to whom that happened so yeah, I think, I think they really fucked up with that one.
3: Yeah, there was always stuff like that going on, but I feel like in 2016, you had to be like really plugged into that like um, leftist media to um, kind of see it, you know, because they were always highlighting everything. Like, every single uh, moment like that, like the mainstream media did, if you were looking at uh, Jacobin or The Outline or these different sites, they'd be like throwing their hands up or like people from chopper would be like tweeting stuff but uh i think that moment was because so many eyes are on bernie now and because he's such a threat like they're kind of being bolder about it and by being bolder i think chris is right they're actually making it worse because now it's kind of like uh i think a lot of people are kind of saying okay it's not just uh so-called bernie bros uh making up stuff which is not to say like the bernie bro stereotype is totally faultless but at least on this thing there's some truth to it
2: yeah here's a point actually that started making me really question like the whole democratic establishment because as i said in 2016 uh you know i i was a big fan of obama i wanted to believe that they were doing good but remember after the election when they were uh choosing the dnc chair and it was between tom perez and keith ellison they went with tom perez to me i was just like you've Really can't just throw a bone to these people like DNC chair. Who gives a fuck, right? Like, like, yeah. What, what the hell do these people do anyway? Why not just, a, as a sign of good faith, just give. what uh, what's what's Ellison doing? Wasn't he embroiled in some scandal of his own? Um,
3: Um, yeah, but it kind of disappeared. So I don't know why. I don't yeah. know if it was uh, fruitless or what. But uh, but that was bef- that was after. after. So was so
2: like, at this time they didn't know anything about that. If there was uh, some scandal. So
3: that was also extra insulting that they made some kind of fake new second-in-command position just so they can kind of vacate (laughs) i'm it's almost more insulting than just not giving it to him to to create this fake uh
2: like make work bullshit yeah exactly uh, treading water type of position so that was like okay so like if we really think about it has anybody actually faced any consequences for failing so miserably in 2016 like like i mean i know some names have been kind of shuffled out but really it's like there's been no real consequences, right? And no, they
0: pushed. I mean, they're just moving down the, the Obama chain. They ran Hillary because they owed it to her, uh-huh. because he shoves her aside in 2008, and then after her is Biden. So it's the same freaking cast of characters right, over so th- and over. So there's
3: right. been no consequences, right? And I, I mean, I guess Hillary's public image. I mean, she walked in the woods for a while, and she's pretty much <laughs> been. She's back now, though. Yeah, but yeah, but she's pretty much not taken seriously as a candidate, even though you could tell. She's still putting out feelers and stuff. You know, it's interesting about what you said, Teen, was when you said they just moved down the chain like it wasn't entitled and stuff. And what was interesting, I remember uh, she had two phrases I think were terrible but indicated that, and they were so tone deaf. She had, my turn, remember that? Wait, that was real? She literally said, my turn? Yeah, yeah. She said, said, it's my turn. She abandoned it fast (laughs) because it uh, was so tone deaf. But then she had the next phrase which is uh i'm with her and then trump got her really good on that one cuz trump said you know she shouldn't be saying i'm with her she be she said to he said to a crowd uh she should be saying i'm with you yeah you know she should be telling the people that she's with them not tell the people like like she's like their queen or something and well they wanted to get the her in there yeah they wanted to get right? the her in there and yeah ended up being tone deaf but it, what about she's shows, with you hmm she's on o- the trump
2: was saying that no it, but I, i'm thinking of their campaigns right if she, they say she's with although that might sound a creepily like maternal like ooh, she's but uh, i think yeah. it's still better than i'm with her and, Right, and, right, and, like and, and, better and they were than creepily that, maternal yeah. anyway with her so <laughs> what difference does that end up
3: making yeah um hey, you're right because she, she's with you would have still put the feminine pronoun in there yeah. if that was like what was behind it yeah Yeah, yeah, but my term was very short lived. I think they kind of realized right away. I mean, I'm just I, as we're talking about
0: this, I realize I get very myself personally tired of talking about politics as politics, meaning the politicking of it, the who is owed what, and you know what, why you know the 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 backstory behind who's weighted and who's deserving or whatever, and I just feel like it's become a bit of a political soap opera. That we're all following, with and and we're not really talking about issues. We're not really talking about, you know, the like what are we, what kind of values are we voting for, what kind of ideas are we voting for. There's just online. It's it's we're talking about politics as if it's like Game of Thrones or or you know some other TV series, and they they rope us into this conversation. And they have generate outrage and stuff. And it's kind of water cooler talk. It's like a national water cooler conversation about who stabbed who in the back. And I think that was the ultimate thing about this whole, you know, women can't win thing. It was like, why are you... Like, I like Bernie, not necessarily because I think he has, like, a flawless platform. But because he doesn't want to talk about this. Like, I remember he was very gracious... I think, in my opinion, in 2015 primaries, when everyone was bashing Hillary Clinton over those stupid emails. Right, right. And he said, I don't want to talk about your goddamn emails. I, I really have no interest. And I think he meant it. And he never brought it up. He never used that against her. And I was like, that's what I want. I, I like. I, I want people to concentrate on the problems that are affecting actual fucking people, not these cartoon ghouls that will not exit stage, and they're all like 78, 70. I mean Bernie's old i i I understand, and but there's they've never they haven't fostered anyone to take to replace them. It's the same old ass people and right, really,
2: Martina, i I do think the Warren thing has exposed just how much it's not about the issues because if you think about it, like one because i I liked elizabeth Warren, I think she's I think she's a good. Person, she's just weak in that she lets bad people influence her. Um, and the way that they've basically turned her into a Hillary is astounding to me because if you, if Hillary was a candidate of, uh, you don't need to make America great again because it's already great versus Elizabeth Warren, when during the Obama year, she was one of the foremost uh, champions of, of big change. Her whole motto was big
3: structural change, right? Yeah, how g- do you- going against the banks. I used remember her for that. Right.
2: And that's still something I think we should admire her for. But how do you go from supporting hillary to the death kind of to not going to somebody who pretty much said everything hillary said was bullshit because we got to change everything or get co-opted by the party right exactly and 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 i think it's it's a lot of these people who um okay so the way i think if i were being a purely calculating person if i were a pro hillary person and 2016 happened and that was like hanging over my obituary like here lies oxford condo uh the one who let trump win you know whatever if I were just purely calculating, I would say, you know what? I would le- like latch myself onto Bernie Sanders. Worst case scenario, he loses. But then the whole Bernie would have won in 2016 narrative is somewhat killed. He wins. Okay, uh, I guess it might kind of make me look bad in 2016 for doing that. But hey, Trump's out of office. So if they were really passionate and true about getting Trump out of office, it's like win-win, right? But I think a lot for a lot of these people, what they fear more is oh shit if bernie wins we look like total shit for 2016 and we
0: cannot let this happen i don't think it's about i don't know if it's about feeling looking like shit i think it's about um the fact that bernie doesn't like them and i think when when hillary said in that was it a vanity Fair, hollywood reporter you know the the recent thing a couple weeks ago yeah nobody likes him yeah the hollywood reporter uh he's a hunchback uh Would whatever oh f- uh, no i don't think she's like, <laughs> <laughs> no i'm kidding but like no there, there was a who's that who's that uh person the, the no K- it was K- on
2: msnbc <sighs> that body language expert went on the joy Reid show yeah, joy Reed, and she said yeah. that the way he just like kind of uh is kind of hunched over yeah. shows that yeah. Like he's untrustworthy yeah, and
3: what she described whether she intended to or not sounded like that uh Jewish caricature that the white supremacists like, where the Jewish person is hunched over and rubbing their hands together. Yeah, the the...
2: angle of his nose shows that (laughs) she drinks the blood of Christian boys and
3: girls. (laughs) And uh, you know, I think that
0: the I think what she said is probably honest. I don't think she likes him.
2: I'm sure. I'm sure she blames him. I don't
0: think. I think a lot of people don't like him. And I've seen these types before. They're they're sort of like. I see these like I remember in law school there was a professor that I really respected because he uh, he was also kind of a leftist but like everyone like all his colleagues like hated him because he wouldn't he just he I think he rubs people as being holier than thou you know because other other people are willing to play dirty in politics and like do like make the compromises necessary and he was always sniping at the Democrats and not playing ball with them while. You know, in their eyes, probably thinking like, oh, well, you get to look great. Well, we have to make fucking political sacrifices. And you can just sit there and snipe from your moral high ground. And
3: there's probably some elements of truth in that.
2: No, I, th- I think that's a huge
3: part of it. I, yeah. I think I think both of you are right. And I think it kind of blends into each other as in you don't know what's what anymore. Because I think for some people it's that hey, I don't like him because uh, him and his damn principles. Like, just having principles is almost like an affront to them because it's like a judgment on them for not standing by any, but I also think some people just don't like the people around him. Like they see the the irony left guys who they view as people who are always trolling and dunking on them and making them look stupid on Twitter. Or they see like the chapel guys who are always like mocking them. And those guys had a phrase, that whole side of the internet had this phrase where they would just keep tweeting at people. Bernie would have won. Bernie would have won. Uh, every time they they gripe about something about uh how Hillary was screwed and whatever they would just keep tweeting that same line Bernie would have won and um uh, I think those people feel like if Bernie wins, we have to hear from those people nonstop on the internet that, it. They, it would be total victory for those people yeah, <laughs> yeah so I think I think it's both and they don't even make a difference anymore. I think because once I, I they tweet about Bernie sometimes they make it seem like he is actually uh, tweeting from an ironic account. Uh, this stuff himself, even though even <laughs> though Bernie himself doesn't actually behave like this. They almost act like he's one of, like, like he like he's the silent six member of Chapo or something. No, Yo, Bernie you know? doesn't
2: even know that he's a smartphone. Let's be real. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. He's not doing his own tweets. Yeah. Um. No, oh, I was gonna say something, but I lost my train of thought. Oh, I, well, what's all, What's we got? Oh yeah, go ahead. Oh, I would just
1: say like I agree with what Trevor has to say about how. Um, like, it's an affront to the Democrats, like, that Bernie is becoming so popular, and that if he wins, it would be a huge, um, just, like, it would really reveal, like, how badly Democrats have done for Americans. It's kind of, like, how Obama's legacy might be, um, you know, like, looked at differently if Bernie was president, because then we'll see, like, even though they're kind of part of the same party, because you know, Bernie's running on the Democratic ticket, like, like it would it would ruin Obama's legacy and it would also ruin um, Americans' views of the Democratic Party and what their morals are and question their whole, Wait. like, political strategizing.
0: Wait, Faye, can you go into that a little bit more? Why do you think it would ruin Obama's legacy?
1: I think, um... Also, like, Obama right now has, like, I guess, really good approval ratings still. Um, and... It would ruin Obama's legacy because, you know, Bernie Sanders would be able to pass well, maybe not pass Medicare for all, but like not bend on it, and and I think that's what people want. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, because I wasn't really super involved with like the Obamacare, uh, the yeah the Obamacare thing happening. Um, but uh, like weren't people? No, I can had- see that
0: because oh. Medicare for all basically is saying, Obamacare is insufficient. It's not. It's not working. It- As someone who did pay very close
2: attention to the Obama years, uh, Fan, you're totally right. I think what it would expose is Obama squandered immense potential right. because in like 2009 when he or whatever... When, <laughs> Political capital... Yeah, Obamacare was... Term, yeah. was a. Being pushed, their whole line is, we can't even pass a public option because that's too radical. Yeah. Yet-
0: but Bernie winning doesn't mean shit. He's got to get it passed. But, 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 but that's a
2: harder show, thing to do. But it would show that the the people's will was there.
3: But 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 also, I think it would show whether he passes it or not. I feel like, and I could be wrong. I feel like, I feel like Obama was very much coming out of that uh, West Wing view of politics, where you you know you know like people who like to read that book, Team of Rivals, and their main takeaway from the book is that wow these people worked for their enemies like like there there is this kind of liberal fetishization of compromise that i think people thought shame made obama work and they and part of what makes that fetishization work is this belief that it's the only way but if you're fetishizing compromising but it turns out that you're allowed to stand on your ground and stand on your square and fight for things now um, compromising just looks like you were just weak, and I think whether Bernie passes it or not, if he's willing to show that he's willing to stand on his ground, I think like I'll give an example uh, Trump to me, I think made a lot of mainstream Republicans kind of look bad in retrospect because there was all this thought like, oh, you have to be use dog whistles or you can't just be openly racist or sexist. Uh, you can't do this and that because on the mainstream stage, people expect a certain amount of decorum. And if you just are an open sexist, racist, xenophobe, you're going to uh, fail. That's conventional wisdom. That's what the alt-right called the cuck-servative. Yeah, yeah, they call them the cuck-servative. And then everyone's like, oh, these alt-right people are stupid. They have no idea how the real world works. And then, uh, Trump comes out and talks about, hey, you know, Mexicans are rapists and all Muslims are terrorists and, you know, Central Park Five, they're probably guilty of something, even if it wasn't no, that. No. Even if they're innocent, they should be put to jail. That's basically what Trump said. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, grab him by the pussy. He said all that stuff and he won. So now it's like, oh, wait a minute, maybe the alt right did have a better idea how the world <laughs> and politics works then. So by him standing to his guns and like winning, uh, kind of made the so called conservative, like, lose a lot of face like wow you didn't even try to be racist and sexist you know as i think what fan is saying is right in that bernie just by winning and even more so by uh because what did obama say obama when he ran he didn't really promise anything he said like hope and change but he never said hey i'm going to try to get um medicare for all really so
2: i just think i remember him saying that uh we want to get better health care but we're not gonna cut out the insurance people, I'm gonna make them come to the table and negotiate fair prices. So um, there was a lot of projection onto Obama, uh, I think mainly because he was, I mean, let's, let's face it, he was an incredibly charismatic candidate. So a lot of people just wanted to believe uh, in, in a lot of things, including myself. Um, I wanna get back to that train of thought that just came back to me. So recently I started reading more in depth into Bernie Sanders' biography I realize that for especially if you're uh, like a because notice how when people the people who really love Hillary Clinton and Elizabeth Warren, th- their arguments for them are not necessarily ideological. They always say most qualified. She has the plans, uh, whatever. And I think for them and I must I think a lot of these people are pla- places are they're like directors of think tanks. They're editors of these magazines. Um, they, they believe in titles. They believe in, in credentials and all that meritocracy right and you look at bernie sanders biography (laughs) it's like he was living in like a shanty in vermont until he finally got elected like mayor of of burlington and he lost several Um, elections he lost several elections, uh,
0: and like he's—he's well, like, he's got a better resume than Obama had when Obama came up.
2: Uh, sure, but like Obama went to you know Harvard Law and shit, and he, he, and Bernie, yeah, he went to like University yeah. of Chicago, but you don't really. I think Bernie's I, 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 way oh, more. W- w- he's w- got w- way w- more. experience. Know, but I
3: think better resume based on their criteria, cause, right? Right. Be, right. Because because you're going by your criteria, but I think what Chris is saying is by their criteria, a nobody, I mean, I mean no experience, but you have all the right schools, oh, oh. all the right everything to what? them. I think it means more subjectively to them he had the better resume. What what
0: I'm suggesting is that Obama by not I don't think he had the credentials, and I think he was attacked for it. I think that they're bringing up credentials now because I think there's an inference to say if you don't vote for Warren or you don't vote for Hillary at that point, that it's you're buying you're you're buying into the same bias that leads qualified women to get you know they they don't get the chance because you always want to go for the man. No, that, that's so definitely I,
2: true. I, in t- 2008, uh, when I was a huge Obama fan, there was this very distinct uh, pro-Hillary camp among a lot of my female friends. And they I think that people who really, really love Hillary identif- self-identify as... People who work really hard are smart, but kind of overlooked.
3: I call them uh, Tracy Flicks. Like, right, right, right. Yeah. Um, it's a like Tracy Flick wasn't overlooked, but they, they viewed themselves as like Tracy Flicks. Yeah, and then here comes Obama, who uh,
2: I don't know. He was, was just a, a state organizer. senator.
0: I mean, he got hit for he got he got can- uh, pummeled for that all the time. Right. You, who are you? You were a right. Right. Community he was a state senator. He
2: honestly, he only won the the state senate, like the whole uh, U.S. Senate race because his opponent got into a sex scandal and uh you know he gave a couple of good speeches he claimed he was against the iraq war but it wasn't like he was in any position to vote on it or whatever so there was that and then in 2016 here comes this this bum from vermont really who opted out of the whole traditional prestige race by uh you know going living up there in the wilderness practically uh and and the thing i read he, he like his first real job was like at some like film society where he's a documentary about yeah <laughs> i think it was, like eugene debs or or one of these uh you know early uh, socialists of the 20th century so i think for them uh whether it's Hillary or their new adopted avatar elizabeth warren it's this thing it's very personal to them i think cuz it's just like and, and i think that's why um so i i want to bring up this this tweet by bess cobb who is uh who is a i think comedian she writes for the new yorker and she went on this uh, tweet storm about how she's a Warren supporter, but she uh, Sanders did her second choice. But honestly, I really think the whole reason she went on this tweet thread was to say this. She tweeted, sure, he, as in Sanders, uh, is not as gung-ho about gun control legislation uh, as Warren. And instead of saying, if you remember it, I may have casually said voters would be sexist and not elect a woman, but I don't believe that now, and I think you can win. He called her a liar. But nobody's perfect. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, so, Warren totally mischaracterizes or allows what he said to be mischaracterized and the onus is on him to not only clear it up but to congratulate her on being able to win and he never called her a lie he just simply said i did not say that uh, as far as i know he never actually said the l word it was just totally ridiculous and um i, I think it is this just this dislike of not only bernie but you know the uh, like this obsession with the bernie bros who is not I mean, at this point, you, you've already seen the stats. He has very strong support among women, people of color, and all that. But this fixation on this, like, white dude, who I'm sure yeah. is, like, people they know. I, th- I really think they're thinking of, well, like, some guy they I, I don't
3: even think it's people they know. Well, this, this is my take, and I've been trying to spend less time on Twitter, and doing so has kind of helped a little bit, is I think when you spend too much time on Twitter, like, I think Twitter reflects the real world, but it also doesn't in that... Um, Twitter is really young and really plugged in. Like, you're either young or you're older, but you're really plugged into media. And I think with people like that, uh, Twitter, like, reflects, like, their reality. But the fact remains, the population is still old. There's still a lot of boomers. There's still a lot of um, Gen Xers that go to Costco every week and stuff like that. Like, they don't really see this Bernie (laughs) Bro thing. Like, 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 I don't think... That Wait, what's wrong with Costco? Oh, yeah, oh, oh, oh it
0: so it's just it's just the
3: the, the, the image. Yeah, well, the image well, well, to me, it's it's like funny. someone who goes to Costco every week is not on Twitter like fighting uh, these hashtag fights yeah, and stuff. Exactly. You know, they, 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 they got like, time for that shit. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they're like a Facebook guy and they just uh, stalk their high school ex girlfriends and uh, when they're bored, <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> like, like <laughs> I and uh, I feel like as elections get older as time goes on like more and more people are going to be like the twitter type of voter you know but i think we're not there yet you know but i think these people these media people are so plugged into the internet they overestimate because i think as exaggerated as the Bernie bro is i think there is like that stereotype does exist to a degree there are some people like that and if you're on if you're online you would think that's just like 75 percent of uh bernie's base but i think the people who are voting in iowa and all this stuff a lot of people have never seen or heard of a bernie bro they don't know what chapel trap house is they don't know any of this stuff these people are just like media people are good at one farts all the time they think everything that is of importance to media people is important to everybody and it's just really not
2: Yeah, I think it's important to them in their personal lives and their social groups because, like, to them, I think the Bernie bro is much worse than practically, like, you know, those, like, militia guys in in the woods of of Idaho who, you know, put up pictures of Martin Luther King and shoot them because those people are so remote, so obviously evil that yeah. they might as well and they're be, not dunking on them on twitter yeah and they're not online and you might as well uh, think of them as goblins but the bernie bro is uh probably in their lives and therefore the fixation on them i, I yeah.
0: take a slightly different view in the sense that i think twitter and and social media generally is a little bit of a canary in the coal mine i i think that it's not i don't think it's a special detached media class per se but i I don't think it's it, I, I think it is it's you know, a small segment of the population. But I do think it is almost like a caricature representation. It's exaggerated, but it has the right features. Oh, oh, yeah, you know? I totally agree. If I totally, you can, totally can read the tea leaves there. And I think yeah. Trump taught us, I think, that you can't really ignore what's going online. You yeah, know? Like, yeah. What's going online. Yeah,
2: that's why Plan A started. Yeah, I know, yeah.
0: that's right. And I think that, you know, this uh, online is the front line was kind of what Chris is referring to. Is like there is a lot of signal online and it may not you know your average Iowa caucus voter may not um know what chapo trap, trap house is but i feel like online people have teased be just through the discourse have teased out the essential feelings of people yeah in a really i think in a, in a in a way that can be analyzed and if we if people had paid more attention online uh during 2015 2016 i think they wouldn't have been as surprised that Trump won, you know? No, I, totally,
3: know? I totally agree. And, like, th- that's why I said, like, as the years go on, I think w- today's online fringe is tomorrow's, like, you know, more mainstream uh, thing, so you can't uh, ignore it. I just mean, like, right now, like, in this present month, I don't think they're quite the norm of the Bernie supporter yet, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. But I do agree with you that they, they do reflect... uh a a real thing that is going to become more and more uh mainstream what do you all think about the furor over the rogan thing
1: i think it's great that he endorsed uh and i I think it's great that bernie like put it on you know uh loudspeaker that they got his endorsement because he's really influential
3: um yeah the what do you think with with rogan like about him just endorsing in general
1: uh, like, what do I think about uh, Rogan just endorsing in general? Um,
3: yeah, because part part of me wonders is why does a Rogan endorsement even matter at all? Uh,
1: did Rogan endorse
3: someone uh, in twenty sixteen? That's a good I question. Heard
2: he endorsed Ron. Wait, did Ron Paul even run in twenty sixteen?
0: Ron Paul?
1: Yeah,
2: he
0: did. Right? He, yeah, he definitely uh, yeah. did. I remember him on a debate stage. I always get no. I always get. Was it Rand Paul or Ron Paul? Depo- That's what? true.
2: No, wait. They could uh, No, you're I think right. It was I, don't think, I don't think they both ran. In no, 2016. No, no, no. I think it was Rand Paul. I think it is Rand Paul. weird that father and son. Yeah, Rand Paul definitely ran one. because yeah. Trump uh, made that hilarious joke about his uh, hair his appearance. Yeah, he's like, "I never made fun of his appearance and believe me, there's a lot of subject <laughs> yeah. matter there." Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think father and son ran, but uh, I th- I heard that the last presidential um, candidate that Rogan endorsed was uh, uh, Ron Paul, which must have been in 2012. So, I guess he didn't do anything in 2016 or I just don't know of it. But yeah, it was just to me, what's really interesting is, okay. so you've got these types of Chuck Schumer Democrats who are more than happy to court the votes of the type of Republicans who would have supported wars in Iraq and stuff. Yet. Oh, no, Joe Rogan. He said that trans women uh, should not be able to fight other women in MMA. That's the line you draw versus Dropping bombs on like a million people. It's just, it's just, what the fuck? It's- well, I'm
0: glad they responded that way because I feel like the I've I've not seen many people on... unless they're like diehard. I mean, they are just people who are like personally committed to like a Warren. They're just like I don't care yeah. what you say. I'm voting for, uh, and I think and a Biden too. But like they don't really they don't really matter because they're not swing votes, right? And I feel like this, the way that they, like David Frum came out in the Atlantic and said that, you know, Joe Rogan doesn't, basically doesn't meet the standards of the Democratic Party. Like we don't want him (laughs) and we don't want people like him. It's like, I'm glad he said that in a way because it's just exposing how elitist and exclusionary it is. Because the problem with Joe Rogan is he's influential and they're just like, we don't want to grant him any status as an influential person. We don't want him gone because he didn't listen. He doesn't support our person. That's it. And so he's a homophobe. He's a transphobe. He's a racist. He's a whatever. And it's David Frum telling me as an Asian American that I should think of him as a racist. And I'm like, David Frum, you're a white supremacist piece of shit like why are you talking on behalf of the liberal wing you know fuck you
3: well, well it's kind of similar to her with that uh, R- Rashida uh, Tlaib Taleb thing mm. where everyone was getting mad at her for encouraging people to vote them to boo Hillary and then people were saying including I mean bless her heart uh, Zelina Maxwell like a black woman but I feel like they just caught her out to say things that racist white women are saying saying it looks less racist now she's saying it, but they were saying, like, uh, uh, there are white women saying this as well that uh, Rashida Tlaib is um spitting on this woman whose shoulders she stands on, as in like uh, she owes her career to Hillary and the things that she made, as if there weren't a ton of female politicians at Rashida Tlaib's level before Hillary Clinton. Like, like what was it that Hillary Clinton broke? the ground for Rashida, Rashida Tlaib to do, like, what Ch- Rashida Tlaib accomplished, tons of women accomplished before um, Hillary Clinton, like, like, it's not even like Rashida Tlaib is at the top of a Democratic ticket for a national presidency, then I could say, okay you're standing on Hillary's um, shoulders because uh, she was the first uh, woman to head a national presidential ticket, but it wasn't even that, but there was this kind of hey, even though we're white, we haven't done anything for uh, minorities or whatever, we have the right to hold ourselves up, even against people of color, uh, much less other white people, as these people have this history of fighting for oppressed people that we've never actually had. But somehow as mainstream Democrats, we can pretend that we were um, these people. And... Uh, Zelina Maxwell even said, like, uh, what Rashida Taleb did was an affront to all black people by bashing Hillary Clinton. And
2: that is some very circuitous, yes. Thing. I just want to say a few things. First of all, Trevor, your uh, god bless her to Zelina Maxwell seems 100% <laughs> genuine. I oh, totally yeah, got very that. Sincere. Uh, sitting right here across from you. Second of all, you you all remember Carol Mosley Braun, she ran for president in 2004, a black woman. So, you know what, you could say, like, Even like Hillary Clinton wasn't even like the first woman to really
0: uh, uh, run for. She's she's the one actually talking about, oh, you know, Sanders told Warren that um, a woman can't win. Uh, If I recall correctly, it was Hillary that was telling everyone that a black man can't win. Yeah. She she, she said she said that in public. Yeah. So I don't know what the fuck she's talking about, right? Like, I mean, yeah. in, in terms of saying like that's an affront to all black yeah, people. Like, I mean,
2: like, two thousand. I, I remember two thousand eight very vividly. Uh, there was a lot of shit set there. Yeah. Oh yeah. I just want to
3: be clear. I wasn't saying Hillary was the first uh, person to run. but I was saying she's the first person to make it as the actual past the primary to be the actual candidate. Because it was Shirley Chisholm. There were other people who ran for uh, president. I just want to make that clear. Like, yeah, like, for sure. Whether well, it's just the first.
2: Um, I'll be honest. That that Rashida Talib thing—it kind of worried me for a sec, just because like all the anti-Sanders people really—I I felt they were really demoralized in the last week or two. They had nothing going for them. That whole Warren thing didn't uh, didn't really work out. And Wait, you're the, saying
0: the Warren people were demoralized, or the Sanders people? The anti-Sanders, Sanders Sanders Sanders. Whether oh, you're
2: pro-Warren, okay. pro-Biden, pro, okay. pro, pro you know, whoever. But I thought this <laughs> Talib thing could have fired them up. Remember, w- remember when Obama won? Iowa in 2008 then Hillary cried and then she came back from behind to win New Hampshire I thought oh shit is this gonna happen but thankfully that Iowa poll thing happened which I think restored everything back to where it was where all the Sanders people are now raging because the Des Moines Register refused to release the latest poll so okay I I think that was a non-event that really only mattered on Twitter but uh, I thought that Rashida Tlaib thing was a little unnecessary and you know like why do that after you win you know it's like (laughs) like, why do it right before right why the booing Yeah, like, why do it, why do it, why give the other side any uh, reason to get excited, right, so?
3: I'm going to say something real quick. It's a slight backtrack, but something that teen said. Um, With my turn, um, this is what happened. In an interview, Hillary Clinton was asked by an interviewer, Ms. Clinton, some have suggested that you aren't healthy enough or are too old to pursue the presidency. Do you have a comment on that? And her response was, it's my turn I've done my time, and I deserve it. And then um, there was reports that her campaign started seriously entertaining it as a slogan. So I was right that she said it, but I was wrong that it made it all this all the way to being a slogan. It was nipped in the bud before <laughs> it became well, yeah. an official slogan. But her can her can her campaign team uh, did almost do it, but then they went with "It's her turn," which ended up getting dunked on in a similar way uh, you mean i'm with her yeah, yeah i'm I'm with her yeah yeah they end up going with that which uh over it's her turn yeah uh-huh. why yeah. did she
2: even give that answer because I, I always thought that her health thing was total bullshit just because like she wasn't that old there have been plenty of older people trump was like the same age i don't yeah. think anyone really asked him that she
0: wobbled on a hot day I right mean, but like it. trump
2: is obviously mentally declining uh so i thought that was bullshit but then she had to come up with a that doesn't even answer the question right it's like it's my turn. Is no answer to is your health bad?
3: Right. That's so. a good point. You're right. It's not even relevant. <laughs> right, and
2: she just had to come up with a bad answer that just makes her look entitled in response to a question that I think could be uh, rightfully labeled as unfair to her. And yeah, that's just like great point. Right. No, no. Well, I
0: think that's why she can't win. That. That's yeah. Is it, like, because like a lot of these establishment Democrats are the ones that are pursuing a sort of like bipartisan. I mean, I think the big difference with Bernie is he he doesn't he doesn't even try to come across in fact he tries to project the opposite of someone who is willing to work with the other side right he's i'm like, just I'm going his answer to, to, wage the, to the new York War Times, where he's like on the other side
2: he's like i'm not going to wish you happy birthday i'm not a <laughs> pleasant person to be around yeah and and you saw the looks on all their faces they're like oh my god
0: like like a like a, a Buttigieg is going to be like <laughs> we need to get all the stakeholders in a room and we need to all find the best solution and bernie's like we're going to wage war on these people because they're fucked and they're corrupt. That's a fundamentally different attitude. And I think that people are looking for war because that's how we feel. We feel like we're in a pitched battle. Whereas I think the more, you know, we get these like consensus builders who want to say stuff like, you know, um, it, uh, only I am going to be able to bring everyone together. I have the experience, you know, I've been, you know, whatever. It's not necessarily wrong. It's just, that's not what people want to hear. I am convinced. I mean, I don't know for sure, but I think I, people are looking for a fight.
1: I think so too. I think um, I think the problem with saying that we need a unifier, um, I think that's like driving people to push, uh, to support Bernie, Bernie because people don't care about the Democratic Party being unified. The only people saying that are, the people who want Warren to be elected or Klobuchar, like they, they want to preserve the democratic party, but Bernie pretty much wants to start his own like party, I guess. And he wants to, you know, he wants to, he wants people to vote, not based on party, but based on their principles. Um, and I think that's what the democratic party is scared of.
2: Because at this point, what has, what is the democratic party offering? You lost to Trump. Uh, uh... I I have seen no real fallout from that in terms of the people in charge, the types of uh, mindsets that are allowed to run the party. You want a second go based on absolutely no justification at all because...
3: fill in the blank. I think the whole idea of being a unifier has been disproven by two real-life occurrences. And one is that uh, Obama was very much uh, att- attempted to be a unifier... And it had no help with governing at all. Like a lot of people don't really like uh, or find anything notable about his policies. Even like many, even uh, Obamacare, they feel is uh, is a useless compromise. And then um, like there's there are two things it could be either for governability or electability. And Obama disproved uh, being a unifier for electability. I mean, I mean for gover- for govern for governing. And then. Trump disproved that it was necessary for electability. Like, Trump just pretty much uh, said what he wanted, didn't care about using dog whistles or being whatever, and he got elected. So I think, to add to your point, uh, there's no... The public doesn't really see a need uh, to buy into the conventional wisdom about that you need to be a unifier, either for governing or electability And we know what they mean by unifier, which is we want to
0: preserve the current party structure. And I would say that there is a degree to which Bernie is a unifier in the sense that I think getting a Rogan endorsement probably would bring some natural Trump supporters over to Bernie. And that there's a symmetry here that I think is inevitable. Uh, You know, like the Never Trump phenomenon. It's sort of like the... Isn't that completely dissolved... Yeah. But you know the phenomenon people... of never Trump is I think very similar to what we're seeing now which is a never Bernie. Yeah, I, I saw okay. that
2: like weekly trending yesterday. Uh, I think it's just people full of shit. They're like they're not going to Yeah, gonna but I think that's deal. what's going on now.
0: Yeah, is I, that there's a there's a there's a there's a mirror image of never Trumper which is a never Bernie movement. But they can't quite say never Bernie because Bernie's not a horrible person like Trump, but it's the same effect which is that you see uh, a desperate attempt to per, to preserve a party structure that is hopelessly outdated, and no matter what you do, you're going to you're going to get like a civil war within your party. I think the Republicans, though, are so much more disciplined in terms of because they don't they know what they want. Yeah, they, they know? know what they want. And they, they once Trump took over, they kind of co opted Trump back, and they're just like, all right, fine, you're a president, we'll deal with it.
3: But but what I was gonna say is, I think a big difference is that I think the Never Trump thing. They didn't really have a difference with what Trump believed. They just thought this guy is saying the quiet part out loud, and he's gonna fuck it up because we don't want people to know that what he believes is actually what a lot of Republicans believe. We like we have to pretend that we're um, compassionate conservatives that we we're not racist, we're not sexist, whatever, even as we're doing racist and sexist things. We that's the conventional wisdom. So I think for them, they actually believed in what he was saying, but they thought he was uncouth and coarse about it and giving away the game. But once they saw, wait a minute, he can actually say this stuff and is electable. He was getting closer and closer to the wire and was showing he could win. They were like, okay, well in that case, he's fine then. And then they started using these fake excuses. like People like Ben Shapiro were like, well, I was never Trump, but the liberals have gotten so bad again that I'm almost forced to support him. It's like, shut up. You had no problem with what he was saying. <laughs> yeah. You were just but saying. But, but, but I think the never burning people they actually don't like Bernie's beliefs. Well, 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 think about that. Well, dig into that
0: for a sec though, because Hillary Clinton, if she's representing sort of like the, what the main, you know, sort of mainline Democrats think, I mean, when she came out in 92 with bill, like she was proposing universal health care. Like, I don't think Bernie's really that far left of a candidate. Like, I don't think he's proposing anything that should shock the conscience of Americans. He's doing things that we've been talking about since like the seventies. Uh, I don't think he's said anything that's really. It, it, they all they are core Democrat platforms,
2: right? But he, he's not part of the in crowd, and that's what's
0: really. That he's all not about. part of the in crowd, just like Trump wasn't. Yeah, yeah and that's what that's it ultimately
2: comes down to is that Bernie, as I said, he was he's a bum in Vermont. He did not go to the right internships in D.C. He did not. Uh, run. For, well, I guess he did become a U.S. senator, but not the way that even like an Obama became. He did not give a speech at the DNC to, to make a star rise. That's really ultimately what it's about. That's why you can go from a diehard Hillary supporter to a diehard Warren supporter. But then even though like I, I know a lot of people draw actors like Warren and Bernie are from Mars and Venus. But I mean, they're cl- they're closer than they're farther apart when you compare like peop- other people in the Democratic Party. Really what it comes down to is, are you in, are you out? Bernie is on the outside. Him and his crowd are threatening to render you irrelevant professionally, culturally, socially. And that's what it's ultimately about.
0: I don't think there's any other way to really interpret it. I mean, and it's just, yeah, I'm just, I'm just, just get to the voting. You know, let's just see the fucking numbers. Hey, like, we're,
2: we're like twi- no, we're a little more than twenty-four hours away until the until the return. I think,
0: come. I mean, what do you think is going to happen? I think Bernie. I predict that Bernie's going to come out with a surprising win. Like, I mean, a surprisingly large win.
3: Oh, oh, oh here's here's the thing I wanted to um, mention before we got to the um, the predictions mm-hmm. is based on what we were talking before. What do you think about the idea? Because some people floated this idea. I mean, I think they would have been mad no matter what. But some people, I think, who I think were good faith uh, objectors to the Rogan endorsement, where they were saying the problem isn't that Rogan endorsed him, you know, it's that the campaign did a tweet from Bernie Sanders' account um, trumpeting, look. Sanders just, we just got the endorsement of Joe Rogan, look at us and stuff. And that was a dumb thing uh, to do. What do you think about that? Where the problem isn't the endorsement, but that they um, uncritically uh, trumpeted getting the endorsement, like the, the acceptance of it.
2: Well, I think when you look at all the types of endorsements that Democrats have proudly disp- like, paraded, around i mean most infamously, uh, hillary clinton with like henry kissinger and stuff i mean is that, is that this is not even like one tenth as bad as that plus i thought it was a very funny fuck you to the new york <laughs> times because it happened like the day or two right after that bullshit endorsement and that absolutely moved no needles positively for either Klobuchar or warren you
0: probably just got them some canceled subscriptions right right right
2: <laughs> and and for him to say hey uh We don't care about that. We got an endorsement that actually matters. And we know it'll piss you off because, I mean, just imagine if you're like a strong pro-Hillary type and not only did you lose 2016, not only does it look like you're going to lose to the Sanders crowd in 2020, but you're also going to lose to fucking Joe Rogan. That has to be just so infuriating.
3: I think it was very telling, too, that none of the candidates themselves strongly denounced
2: Exactly. The they don't want
3: it to be on that show. Yeah, yeah. They, they don't even want to be on the show, but they know if they denounce, like, uh, Bernie Sanders, you are a pig for accepting this nomination, they're going to alienate the Joe Rogan yeah, yeah, voters. Yeah, yeah. They're going
0: to activate them. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so the fact that, to me, if you're complaining about this stuff, the fact that your candidate is doesn't have the balls or whatever to denounce it themselves, in addition to, like, even if the objection is true, where some people said, Oh, there's no proof that they actually asked. Cause I, I think, uh, what's what's her name? Uh, Nira Tandon said, "Oh, this is not true." Who has a proof that anybody asked? But you know, a none of them unequivocally denied it. They all said, oh, "We have no idea of anybody asking to be on," which is not the same as saying we didn't do it. But uh, on top of that, no one denounced it, so it's the same thing
0: as being okay with it. Plus, who?
3: I mean, who listens to
0: Joe Rogan Experience? Have you guys listened to it? There's still, like no I mean, I've political... listened
2: to the Andrew Yang episode. I've listened to uh, the Sanders one. I think those are the only two episodes i Okay, but that's,
0: to. see, that's not at all representative of Joe Rogan Experience, which is it's UFOs. it like 2,000 episodes, right? I go on YouTube. Like Three-fifths of them or four-fifths of them are UFC fighters. <laughs> but, but it's hugely popular. Like, oh, m- yeah. For really sure.
2: huge. And th- that's ultimately what pisses them off, that he's so popular and they can't control him.
3: I do think, though that. The Sanders campaign should not have openly accepted it because what's the point everyone who's a Rogan fan heard it because they, they, his hardcore fans watch it religiously and anyone who has not heard it probably is not a fan of Rogan like like I think they should have let it spread itself I think it would have spread itself without them having to do it it would have gone viral without their active uh, embrace of it yeah I think it was a fuck you to the New York Times maybe, maybe. My, maybe they secretly like
1: Joe Rogan the bernie sanders campaign i mean that's entirely possible <laughs> oh. oh
3: oh i'm oh i'm sure they do but i think it would have had the same effect with or without them openly embracing it i think they should have just shut up and let it do its work anyway hmm. uh, Hillary's good for that hillary is good for letting things go on like, like for example uh i know she leaked um obama's uh muslim garb or something but she made sure to have i sure she had no fingerprints on it. She made sure she had surrogates and all the other people do it so that, you know, none of her fingerprints were on it. I think that's what the Sanders campaign should have done. Like they're well connected in the media. They could have had a ton of media people, uh, on leftist media trumpet the hell out of it without having to actively um trumpet it themselves. Would mm-hmm.
1: the alternative of like, you know, celebrating the Joe Rogan endorsement be like kind of snubbing it and being like oh what do you think about what do you have to say about joe rogan's endorsement of you bernie sanders and he says oh uh i'd like to thank joe rogan uh for his endorsement (laughs) (laughs) um and you know that's good impression (laughs) thanks (laughs) and just be very you know like just terse i feel like if if bernie sanders had done that um the campaign had done that it'd be kind of like i feel like that'd be bad as well this is just me speculating that um if if they don't kind of like celebrate it as a win, you know, as like unifying, you know, that the thing that we've been told that a candidate should be able to do. Like, um, I think I think that would be like you know alienating Joe Rogan's voters and not. Oh, I
0: yeah. think his, I think he would have the right instinct to embrace it. I think the danger is what happens when like sank sank U- Uyghur is that like sank Uyghur.
2: Oh, Junk Uyghur,
0: yeah. Yeah, uh, when he endorsed Bernie. And I mean, then vice versa, right? Huh?
2: Bernie endorsed him, and
0: then, uh, and then no, well, like, no, no, no. So he got Senk's endorsement, and Bernie tweeted, "Thank you, I, you know, whatever." And then all this shit came up about what Jenk had done.
2: No, no, no. Bernie endorsed him for his like congressional race,
3: but no, no. But he, he withdrew it. What, what happened was, yeah. um, I forget either Bernie disavowed Senk's endorsement or he withdrew his own endorsement of. Yeah, I mean, Scent. either way, I'm, I'm it was pretty like
2: sure Bernie endorsed junk but, but but no, no but, but whatever
3: he did whether it was yeah, accept, accepting his endorsement it. or giving his endorsement he took it back whichever one it yeah, was Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Hours. and be, because you, he does he probably doesn't know like was
0: there an event in joe rogan's thing like with the transphobia thing you know like people rarely cite to what they mean by he's transphobic right other than to say he's transphobic and Because you don't know what they're talking about, you have to just kind of guess, like, maybe he said something really fucked up. I don't know. And so you got to be careful because he's got a long history and then they're going to dig something up. So you got to be careful. But those
2: people aren't stupid. I think they made a calculation. The people who are going to get pissed off would have been pissed off anyway. It's not like fucking like Sadie Doyle would have been, oh, he did not tweet out the rogue endorsement. I I now give him like plus 10 in my column. Those people are going to be pissed off no matter what in contrast if he actually embraced the endorsement he could bring in a ton of new people i'm sure they made that calculation these people are very smart
1: yeah i think so too i think like rogan's audience is really important for the election versus jank like he's still relatively new to politics like at least like electorally
0: yeah i don't think i don't think tyt has a huge base like freaking joe rogan 12 million listeners, or something like that.
3: Yeah. But, 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 but yeah, TYT has millions of viewers, I think. I mean, I don't think they're as big as Rogan either. Don't get me wrong. I think and they're, still but t- and
0: they're already voting. Like, yeah. Like, that, that's the they, thing with they're Joe very Rogan.
3: They're, very, they're already politically active. Yeah.
0: Joe Rogan is like, these guys don't vote. You they're know? like an like, X factor, in yeah. a way. They're like, the TYT true X factor, you know. And like, if you, if you listen to the Joe Rogan experience, they never talk about politics. It's yeah. all about UFOs and shit. And, um, you know, like, sensory deprivation tanks and then 80 percent ufc and, content and, and, and weed so, too and weed yeah
3: e- yeah yeah because he probably has much more generally bipartisan swing uh fan base in tyt which is probably gonna vote for whoever's on our left no matter who it is yeah
0: yeah
2: uh for the last part you want you want to talk about the uh, aapi for warren and, and to a lesser
3: extent aapi for biden uh developments in the last month or so um i don't know that much about it so you would have to uh Tell me about it. I, I assume AAPI is uh, Asian American Pacific Islander.
2: Yeah. So the AAPI Victory Fund endorsed Biden. I think it was like a little over a month ago, a few weeks ago. A whole bunch of other people led by the likes of Jeff Yang and Celeste Ng endorsed Elizabeth Warren. And I uh, became aware of this because uh, Jake Hasbin Kang tweeted out something which said like, basically, uh, who the fuck do these people think they are? Uh, it's it's basically a bunch of media people and a few academics purporting to be
3: leaders in the community. Uh, appointed by whom? I'm not sure. And with these, Caspian Kang's own words, or were they him quoting somebody else? No, no, he tweeted this. Oh, so, so he said that. Oh, so these people aren't actual. Okay, got you. I think oh. he was saying
0: like the name AAPI for Warren, which is not even a organization. It's just a slogan. Yeah, like. It, he was like, "It's that's just too broad. It's It sounds like you're saying AAPIs because of, for some, as a matter of like racial whatever, should vote for Warren. And he was like, that's just not.
3: And, and they don't really have a constituency. They don't really have a constituency, as in they're not. So who are they speaking for? Like nobody knows. AAPI. Well, <laughs> yeah. but the name
0: sounds like AAPI. Yeah. I mean
3: like, I,
2: I went through the list. It's people like Jeff Yang, Celeste Ng, Constance Wu, Jen Fang, um Nicole Chung. It's it's like the usual that's the, that's
0: the media side, but then there's a lot of just names like you probably haven't heard like in academia, like yeah, some professor of sociology at Columbia or there was some, also Ellen you know, Powell. Was
1: like. Ellen Powell is that.
3: Ellen Powell. Yeah, she was, yeah. yeah I, I remember her but, name. But, but I, guess the, I guess the problem is, like, to what degree... Like, if it was, like, an Asian politician who was the head of a predominantly Asian district, then you kind of think, okay, whatever this person's saying must be a distilled version of what a big groundswell of Asians on the ground are saying. And he's just, you know, representing them. But when it's just, like, a rando celebrity... You have no idea if he's talking, at, uh, if he's representing exactly. what Asians yeah. on the ground is saying, or maybe she's talking, or she, he's talking like their fellow rich white person who's in the same tax bracket. Like You don't know who this person is representing. Uh, I sent something to uh, Chris and Teen, but unfortunately I didn't have your uh, Twitter fan to uh, send it to you, but the... Um, the Warren endorsements. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Warren campaign sent out these endorsements, and then there's a bunch of politicians on it and then in its own color they put uh, Roxanne Gay and I think she might be the only black person there <laughs> and, and the reason I sent it was I was like why is Roxanne Gay there and when I see that it makes you think of like why does a Rogan uh, endorsement matter at all or why does a AAPI thing with a bunch of um, with a bunch of uh, celebrities and academics like matter like this is weird flattening where Politicians and think tank people just get lumped in with celebrities, and you see, and you don't even know who. Like I didn't say why Roxanne Gay was supposed to be uh, there. You know. I mean, there's this
2: other. Uh, I guess she's a transgender black woman who did not like Roxanne Gay had the whole like navy blue background i mean she this oh, oh, woman oh, 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 oh. hard green doesn't have it but yeah it was weird yeah like they they gave her a a, a totally different color that's, that's yeah they weird. gave her a
3: totally different color and they put her in the first tweet like it was very important uh that, that she's up there with these three other politicians and the fact that they weighed her so equally i thought was so weird it was like hey we, we gotta put a black face in there uh black people like Roxanne gay but most black people most people i know who are Roxanne gay fans are like white wine moms you know like, yeah, and like 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 yoga moms like most black women i know black men are not into Roxanne Gay
2: yeah and i think that's what the AAPI for Warren list really sounded like it was uh a lot of Asian Americans in the whole like culture industry whether they're academics or in media were kind of aligned with the you know white feminists in the Democratic Party. So
0: wasn't wasn't was VTN Viet Thanh Nguyen on it? No,
2: there was a guy named Viet there, but oh, okay. I'm pretty sure VTN not, was not there. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I would not be surprised if you were supporting Warren, but he I, was I, not on I, that. I, list.
0: I've said this before on another podcast, but I just want to reiterate. Like another problem that I have with it, big time, is just the reasoning for the freaking endorsement. It it really didn't explain why Warren would be better for Asian people. It said that. Warren is should be trusted because she seems to like Asian people in the sense that she hires a lot of them, and that her campaign son-in-law, manager. well,
2: her campaign manager is Asian, Roger Lau, yeah,
0: and that 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 there's and that her son-in-law is an Indian American, is an Indian immigrant, and I was like, how the how the hell <sighs> yeah. is this? Why should I vote for someone because they? Her campaign manager is Asian.
3: Yeah, the yeah. The fuck do I care? Yeah, how many Asians can she hire? Or is it the idea that the trickle down effect, like like a lot of regular people are going to see her do this and say, hey, maybe I should hire an Asian person too? You just, like, it, I'm also going to tease out the logic, even well, though I, I, I know the, it's not going to work. No, I
0: think the logic is if you look at the types of the 140 people that signed the letter, they're types of people who are like, you know. If we have was, a chance of getting a job you have with a chance like of getting a job with a Warren presidency or, you know. or
2: they uh could either be the the son-in-law or daughter-in-law of an Elizabeth Warren uh so yeah it, and it's I, I think it's a it's a I don't think they look at that and be like I gotta support Elizabeth Warren I think it, it's the other way around it's like I gotta uh support Elizabeth Warren because that's what all my peers are doing I gotta come up with a reason um, hey, there's a, there's like the Asian connection right there because again, I don't really think it's about ideology. I think it's more about what are, what group do I belong to? What's my group doing? Who's my avatar in this election? And, and like all these things
0: aren't... at stake, like all these all these huge changes going on in our country, and it's like Elizabeth Warren's. St- daughter married an indian dude i mean we need to get behind her <laughs> I, i'm like what the yeah fuck does that mean
1: and i also want to point out th- that uh Saeed shakir who uh, works for bernie sanders he's pakistani so well, he's a campaign manager yeah right? i think yeah he is he's a manager and it's so so it's like he he's kind of technically asian too so why doesn't that matter too? i
2: mean if, you, if you're gonna count an indian as asian you gotta you gotta count a pakistani yeah, exactly. as asian too right yeah. so it's like
3: I think something interesting that happens too is your preconceptions of people, you know, for these people affects things anyway. So it's like like for example to go back to the Rogan thing, if if um Elizabeth Warren got his endorsement, whether she looked for it or not, he could be the exact same person with the exact same background. But what they would say is, because, you know, she is who she is and they think of her the way they think of her, they would have said, Wow, this is a real good endorsement of Elizabeth Warren, because she's reaching out and converting um, this transphobe and racist and misogynist to, uh, you know, change his ways. Think about all the men out there that she's gonna get to, uh, you know, change their toxic ways. You know, no, you know they would read all, all this stuff yeah, of because they believe she's good already, but, you know, Uh, with Bernie what the unspoken thing is we already believe is a racist sexist scumbag so him getting the endorsement is a confirmation of everything uh, bad that that we already believe so I feel like it probably extends to that uh, weak Asian connection like they'll see the people of color working for Bernie and they'll be like oh well that just shows that they're sellouts It, it doesn't make him look good because we already believe that he's a racist or a bro uh the presence of them instead of making him look better they'll just interpret it as okay so that means x y and z person are, are self-hating or or he's just uh, engaging in tokenism yeah yeah exactly so i think it, it, it almost doesn't help like it all comes down to what you originally think about the person then you'll just interpret the same thing for both people different ways
2: okay this is something i learned from 2016 like the average voter or like pundit they're not rational they're not they're not like they, they don't have a preset, uh, belief uh, of policies, and they're like looking for the candidate. No, th- it's much more personal. A lot of it is based on their own life experience, grievances, and all that. Usually, with Avatar, I
3: thought was very good. Yeah, and then
2: they will find. Um, I, I think people generally have like a a left or right tendency. generally speaking. But within that broad spectrum, they will find someone that they personally connect with, and then whatever that person believes, they will teach themselves to support for that cycle. and that and and then it could swing the other way uh, the next. I mean, we heard hear a lot of like Bernie Sanders supporters going to Andrew Yang., uh, you know, that's like not the most intuitive uh, besides the fact that they're kind of like both outsiders. It's really, I mean ideologically, there are a lot of differences between them, but you know, people don't neatly follow. Some some gridline because a lot of political allegiances don't make a lot of sense. It's more out of necessity, accident, whatever. So yeah, you know, it's sometimes a little. Uh, it's a waste to try to make sense of it all. Okay, so we are about an hour and a half. Let's let's close it out. Uh, wh- what do you guys think will happen in Iowa? You know, we shouldn't make predictions. We're just gonna look like idiots if something
0: <laughs> <laughs> happens. But it's Iowa. No yeah, it's Iowa.
2: It. I mean, I hope uh, I hope Bernie wins. I do hope that um, maybe like. Like, I don't know, like Yang supporters push him over the edge or, or something like that, I think that, that would make that would make me feel good, Uh, but because what I like about Andrew Yang is that I think he is teaching a lot of Asian Americans, hey, you are outsiders, you know, you have you know, someone like me who had invested a lot like, psychologically into the Democratic Party, thinking they were representative of my interests not necessarily true, like, I mean, you, you look at how the media has treated him, regardless of what you think about his platform, has been absolutely shit and i think as i said i don't think a lot of people really care that much about ubi i think they latch onto it because they like yang personally or just his general personality or what he represents as an outsider so uh you know whether you think his his ubi is regressive or not i don't think it's really the point i think the broader effect will be he has mobilized a lot of asian americans to think of themselves as as outsiders and i think Overall, that's a good thing. So that that's kind of what I'm hoping. I hope Bernie wins, and if he does need kind of an extra push, I hope it does come from the Yang Gang. What about you guys? Uh,
1: I think um, I think Bernie will end up winning the Iowa caucus, and and by I think a large margin as well. Um, uh, I'm not too focused on like how the um, how the primaries are going, but I definitely think that. Um, so for me, if either Bernie or Warren or Sanders or Warren um, were to win. I feel like we should definitely go all in and and not take for granted that we're going to beat Trump. And I, I, there's still a lot of time for people to get involved. And like for any API people listening, like they sh- you should get involved and and start you know volunteering for these for, for the Democratic nominee. Uh, maybe not for Biden. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like he'll lose no matter how much effort we put behind him. But um, I don't
2: even know if Biden's going to be alive in, by, like, November 2020. Like I, I, to be I, I think a
3: Biden win will definitely be the most entertaining. Like, these two, like, uh, sundowning uh, yeah. bullies just just going at each other. I, I really, really want to see yeah.
2: Biden call Trump fat on, on a <laughs> national
3: debate. Yeah, he, he definitely would. Yeah, but I think,
1: uh, I, I think, think. Uh, yeah, there's, there's, regardless of what happens in the primaries there's still a lot of work to be done i think for the general election
2: yeah for sure i mean remember 2004 everyone thought like w was right for a takedown and you know he
0: won pretty easily so
2: yeah incumbents are hard to push out (laughs)
0: carry i think uh yeah i think sanders wins by a pretty healthy margin but i think the story coming out of iowa will be how biden had a surprisingly strong showing (laughs) Yeah, whatever like like Sanders will win, but then the media will be like, "Wow, Biden really surprised everyone," you know, something like that.
3: Uh, yeah, I I don't really know because honestly, I have not been following it that tough up until now because, like, I felt, um, 2016 was so kind of draining and nasty, and then, like, even when even when George, but- even when uh, Al Gore had to concede, and that was pretty nasty. I feel like. After Al Gore just kind of gave up after the Supreme Court opinion and just gave up, people just kind of moved on. Even though they're like hating Bush, they stopped litigating that campaign. Whereas, I mean, you guys can tell me if you have the same opinion, but I felt like we've never stopped litigating Hillary versus Bernie versus Trump all the way through the whole term, going into this What's election. Going on no, right I, this I, second. Right? I, I, yeah. I, li- I think without, I'm not even
0: put like, uh, I'm not even. Um, overstating it. I think we're, we've destroyed our international standing in the process of doing it. And I think Democrats have moved to the right of Trump on key issues, particularly like with Russia. Oh, yeah. It looks terrible. You know, and S- Still talking they, about Russia tampering. Yeah. I mean, they're putting the world at risk with that kind of shit because yeah. people forget Russia has, is a powerful country. Yeah. And it's really, like this has real world effects the degree to which we won't accept the legitimacy of a Trump presidency. That's always bothered me about the quote Democratic resistance,
3: yeah, and it's become like almost woke to like traffic and all this like crazy xenophobia, and it looks so bad. So like, there was a part of me that's like, I just cannot jump headfirst into a new election without ever having felt a break from the first one. So I took like a couple months off of actively following it. So I feel like I would just be making a prediction just to pre- just to predict, yeah. you know, if I was to try to act like I knew I was going on because I'm just only starting to plug back in. So. I mean, to me, based on how they're behaving with that Des Moines Register poll, I imagine Bernie's going to uh, win by a big margin. But I'm not basing that on any really informed things beyond that.
2: Yeah, all I can say is what I hope. I, you know, like, after what i in 2016, I'm not going to pass myself off as any expert or anything. But yeah, speaking of Russia, they they remember Yeltsin, you know, uh, America helping him roll the tanks in to the Kremlin and shit. Right? That's what happened. So...
0: Yeah. Wait, I forgot. Trevor, who did you support again in 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 um 20 in 2015 for the Democratic primary? Did you
3: Oh, oh, um I I wanted um I'm not really sure because I I um didn't know much about Bernie Sanders and I didn't really like Hillary, but I was just kind of taking the thing like uh whoever um wins by on the left um screw it I'm going to vote for them but after uh, Hillary won the primary and I started learning more about Bernie and I started getting really turned off by Hillary I just kind of decided that I was uh, going to I think I voted and I know people get grief for for when they do this but I think I actually ended up voting for Jill Stein (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I voted for fucking uh, spy, fucking Russian spy. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Other people get, but I was like, I'm in the blue state anyway, and everyone's gonna vote for Hillary. She has, she has electoral votes. So why does it matter? This is just a symbolic thing, just to kind of say, I didn't vote for Trump, but I'm not happy with Hillary either. Because I knew, I knew Hillary's votes were safe. in New York anyway. So Who's fa-
2: the the mayor of Baltimore or governor of Maryland? Mike Michael something. Mike.
0: uh Martin O'Malley. Yeah, yeah, O'Malley. Yeah. Wait, so, so, fan. I'm assuming you supported uh, Bernie last time yeah. in 2015, 2016. Yeah. Uh, so I think that um, on this pot at least, it's like only one out of four of us supported Bernie. Uh, oh, 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 oh,
3: wait, wait. Let me say this. If you yeah. won the primary. By then, I was all in on him. So, oh, oh,
0: I mean, at the primary stage,
3: he, yeah. If yeah, it, it, yeah. if he won the primary and was in the general election, I would I would have voted for Bernie right. at that point. Okay. Well, yeah, obviously if, you're not going to vote for Trump. Uh, yeah,
2: yeah, 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 all yeah. of us yeah. would have would have yeah. gladly voted yeah. for him. But I think it, that the primaries were, were what mattered. Yeah. So. I mean,
0: I, I suspect. I mean, obviously it's anecdotal, but I think that there definitely are are many more people now who are just like, uh, who who may have supported Hillary last last time around and this time are supporting, uh. Bernie, not an insignificant number in my opinion. All right, well,
2: we 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 will see, you in, in about a day what will happen. So, thanks guys for for uh joining us, uh Trevor and Fan. Uh for all our listeners, you should check out Trevor's podcast, champagne Sharks, and Fan's podcast, Pot of Most Resistance. And hey, the the thing is just starting. I know we we chimed in a bit late, but you know, we wanted to we want to at least get our thoughts out there before for Iowa happened. So, you know whoever, whoever you're supporting i mean we obviously have our our choices but you know whatever you believe in uh go out and do your thing i mean if we if we had to say go support bernie at least from the four of us here all right so until next time uh, join us for escape from plan a this is oxford team trevor Fan. and we are signing off until next time bye everyone bye take care see you <laughs>